just become a part of the Apostles Corner Podcast, pointing the hearts of man back to God. And now, today's show. Good morning, everyone. I want to welcome all of you that are joining us today, be you on the podcast itself or if you're on the YouTube channel. Today's message is revealing the heart of God. So many of us feel that the heart of God is revealed in his word, but I want to give you a scenario. Pre-salvation, pre-redemption, God looked at the people of Israel. He gave them his law. He gave them everything that was in his heart, everything that he desired of them. And no matter what, the people of Israel could not seem to do right by him. Many times they were separated from him because of their rebellion. The conflicts that they had with the things of God were not about understanding. They knew what God wanted of them. They knew what he wanted, but they just could not seem to fulfill it. They could not seem, no matter how much they knew, they couldn't seem to do what God had put in them. They had the knowledge of the will of God. We feel that the word of God reveals the heart of God. But if that's so, even back then, we find that the people of Israel could not do what they knew was right. And many times over, God literally separated himself. When they went into Egypt, he delivered them from a famine. And he told them, I am using your enemy to deliver you. But don't go in this place and get caught up with them. And when he told them to come out of Egypt, they trusted what was going on. They trusted what Egypt had to offer more than the promise of God. All of what they held within their mind was not enough to convince them to do what God told them. And he didn't speak to them for 400 years. And here's the bad part. They had no idea where that deadline was going to hit, where the end of the road would be, where their rebellion against the voice of God would cause him to turn his face against them. There's a scripture that says, because you love a lie more than the truth, that God will turn you over to a reprobate mind. Now, he didn't say that he would give you a reprobate mind. He said, I'll turn you over. Your mind is reprobate. Reprobate meaning without basic principles. We have gotten so far from the principal things of God, and we can't even see it. But in any case, let's get back to the message here. God looked at the people of Israel, and he said, no matter how hard they try, They can't do right by me. If I could only put it in their heart. And the plan came to fruition. The very spirit of, in order for the spirit of God to live in the heart of a man, a man had to be clean. And man was not clean. Man was born in iniquity and brought forward in sin. But there had to be a template. There had to be one that was worthy to bear the spirit of the living God. And Christ came. 
And with the coming of Christ, we got a demonstration of how our lives could be if we turned our heart over to him. Christ did not die for you or for me. He died for the love of the Father. He intended to do anything necessary to please the Father. He demonstrated to us that we could do it if his spirit lived within us. Christ died that we would have victory over the the law of sin and death. But he rose that the spirit of the God of all creation might live in us. And this is where we come to a conflict. In today's world, we have come to a place where our service to the Lord, we're looking for an avenue of least resistance. Anything that bucks against what we feel, what we desire, and what we want, we cast that aside. But the things that say, you know, you're all right, you can continue as you are. Those things we receive with open arms. We have failed to allow the heart of God to be revealed in our life. But that's why Christ rose from the grave. Because our intellect, our understanding of the things of God was not enough for us to be able to fulfill what God wanted. Therefore, the Lord gave his spirit to live within us so that we would have power to do that which we were unable to do. He knew a day of judgment had to come, but it wouldn't be fair for him to judge unless we were given the power to walk circumspect to everything that he desired. Revealing the heart of God. Now, first of all, let me ask you this. Is the word of God sufficient to help you understand the heart of God? The people of Israel had the word, but they they processed it intellectually. And intellectually, we rationalize everything. We can find a way to make it something other than what it is in accordance to what we feel or what we think. If God's word alone was sufficient, he never would have had to send Christ. Christ died on the cross and rose that the Father might send the Comforter to live in the hearts of all men, that we might be a demonstration of the heart of God, even as Christ was a demonstration of the heart of God. My biggest concern with this message is that a lot of people are not going to even consider the things of the Spirit as they listen to it. They're going to consider what they're thinking, what they believed and what they thought, which has put them in the position that they're in now. You can learn to drive a car and be licensed to do so. But even though you, you, you knew all the rules when you were being taught, when you took the test, you did everything the way it was supposed to be done. But now you're, you're not stopping before you turn right. You're exceeding the speed limit. What is our problem? The problem exists within the place where we think that everything begins, and that's in our, in our intellect. And it's not. The problem begins within our spirit, within our heart. We have to have a heart after God to learn the heart of God. Many marriages fail because of a failure to reveal the heart of God. 
It's all about what we want. Hebrews 5, 8-14 says, Though he were a son, he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. One of the biggest problems we have in accepting the revelation of the heart of God is that his ways are not our ways. And his thoughts are not our thoughts. And too often what God is thinking and what God is doing doesn't add up in your feeble little mind. Because we believe that we're supposed to not suffer anything. Everything's supposed to go our way. And we command it in the name of Jesus. But it says that Christ, even though he was a son of the Most High, He learned obedience through the things which he suffered. Now, the word suffered could simply mean going through something that is not comfortable, having to adhere to what you prefer not. If we truly desire to discern the heart of God, the first thing we have to do is get rid of that privileged mentality. We have a privileged mentality that will cause us to take the word of God and use it in war. We curse one another, commanding the spirit of God against another. The war that we fight is a spirit war. The first revelation of the spirit of God is this. He said, it is my will that none should be lost, but we condemn people to hell. We see somebody not walking the way we want them to walk, and we command that they're possessed by a demon instead of declaring whatever God is saying. We got to learn to keep our mouth shut until God speaks. We can't do this without having the heart of God revealed to us. Going on in uh, Hebrews 5, being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him called of God, a high priest after the order of Melchizedek, whom we have many things to say and are hard to be uttered because you are dull of hearing. When we walk in intellect, we do not hear by the Spirit. We only process what we feel, think, and believe that we understand. For when the time that you should have been teachers, you have a need that one would teach you again, which be the principles of the oracles of God and are become such as have need of milk and not strong meat. The principal oracles of God. The Ten Commandments. When the Lord came, even before choosing the people of Israel as a nation, He gave one commandment. He gave one thing that revealed his heart. And that was that he he labored six days, but on the seventh day, he rested from his own labor. And later, when the people of God wanted to know his heart, he reiterated that. We say that the heart of God has been revealed to us. But he told us, Remind your children to keep my Sabbath, that it might be a sign between me and thee that I am your God and you are my people. Thou shall not kill. He didn't say thou shall not murder. He said thou shall not kill. 
We kill all the day long. We kill people's spirit. We kill their hope. We kill their joy. And we even in prayer to God try to kill their destiny. 10th commandment. Do not bear false witness against thy neighbor. We walk around talking about each other on things that we have no clue. I think she this. I think he that. I believe if God didn't say it and you don't know it to be so, it's not so. We have refused to allow the heart of God to be revealed to us because we want a path of least resistance. If the heart of God is fully revealed to me, I am responsible for everything that pleases him. A man gets to know a woman, but he doesn't take it into consideration that he knows her because of all the women he's dealt with. He seeks to understand what is the the deepest endeavors of her heart. Because until he learns that place, he has no ability or power to please her. We cannot have the heart of God revealed to us through his written word. It must be revealed to us through the presence of the Holy Spirit. This is why Christ died on the cross. To free us from the law of sin and death and to cut away the void of communication that we had with God. So how is his heart revealed to us? We pray to God with every statement, declaration, and requirement that we have, but we never leave a question. Where there is no question, there is no answer. And when we speak to God, are we leaving room for him to respond? When you think you have everything figured out, you're not going to ask questions. You're simply going to deal with what you know, what you know. But wisdom and understanding are a spirit that cometh from the Lord, not from the intellect of flesh. Let's go on. Everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Let me explain something to you. In verse 12, it says, for when the time that you ought to be teachers, you have need that another would teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God and are become such as one who has a need of milk and not of strong meat. What is milk? Milk is the easiest thing to consume, but it bears a hard derivative, calcium. The calcium is the element that strengthens the body until it is ready for strong meat. The word of God is nothing but milk. The word of God is designed to go in, to strengthen, to build, and to encourage the spirit so that it is able to consume meat. And what is meat? Meat is the strong things of God, the greater things, the ability to stand strong when everything around you is falling apart and your world seems perverted. Meat is the directive of the spirit when God tells you to do something that doesn't make sense to you, but you know that you were hearing his voice. Meat is when the Lord calls you to sacrifice what you believe that you need for yourself, but he desires it for another. 
Meet is when you want to love someone, embrace them and hold them near and the God let you know that they have treacherous endeavors and that you must withdraw. We have a mentality to want to be the redemptive blood of Christ in the world. Christ did not bring a word of encouragement to all, but only those who God was speaking for him to bring encouragement to. When you let go of the foundational principles of the things of God, and they were so simple, they asked Jesus, what are the greatest laws? And he said, love the Lord thy God with all thy mind, all thy heart, and all thy soul. And love thy neighbor as thyself. If you love the Lord God with all your mind, all your heart, and all your soul, you understand something. He said, it is my will that none should be lost. The most treacherous person out there is loved by God. It is his desire that they not be lost. But some people he has to withdraw himself from because they're not interested in his direction. They're not interested in his desire for their life. But it doesn't change the fact that he loves them. But we will attack, curse, and belittle one another because we have a problem with one another. But if the heart of God is a part of who we are, we have to grow away from that. It is a, it is a foundational principle of the things of God. He told Adam to, that he had power over the garden, but he didn't tell him that he had power over the woman. He told him he is responsible to give the woman the word that he had given him. But man today wants to reign over one another. If you're going to reign over someone, let it be that you reign in the spirit of the Lord, not in your own intellectual fortitude. Let's go on. For everyone that uses milk, is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. If you are still on milk, and what do I mean milk? You need a word from God and you go pick up the Bible every time. God can't give you a word out in public because your Bible's at home. That was a foundational principle that should be established in you and the element of your seeking his will in the word should have opened your heart to reveal all of what the Holy Spirit has within you. The Lord said that he will send the comforter who will be your guide unto all truth. There are scriptures that could be spoken to you that you've never seen before in the word, but the moment you hear it, you know it's the word of God because it agrees in your spirit. If the heart of God has been revealed within you, you're able to discern. Uh, let me go a little further. More than just discern by the Spirit, but listen to this. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Once again, but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, mature in the Spirit, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. He said that your senses, taste, touch, feel, hear, 
Your senses have been exercised to discern both good and evil. He said, by reason of use, what is the reason that you use your senses? Are all of your activities of life committed to the will of God, to the spirit of God in you and what he's doing? Because if so, even your senses, you touch something, you say something's not right with that. You see a person and they have a beautiful smile and they're talking, but you feel by what you're hearing, something's not right. These are they, by reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. This is not a corrective message. It's a message that's designed to create a question in your heart. Where are you? How did you get there? And what is the pathway out of the place that you were in? We are in a season where God is about to pour abundance of revelation out to those that desire it. But that fork in the road for many will not be one where they make a good choice. Israel was told, you're not going to be staying there. You're going to be leaving. Be ready. We're not come to you. And tell you that it's time to leave. If you're not ready, you may be compelled to stay. Do you want to stay in the place that you're in? Are you comfortable with the place that you're in right now? Are you reassured that the heart of God is revealed to you on a day-to-day basis? Or do you, at a moment that you have to really weigh the facts, Are you brought to a question? Questions are good. Once again, I say, where there is no question, there will be no answer. Stand before the Lord today and ask him, Lord, where am I? Let me no longer stand in a place where I simply trust where I am. But help me to seek you about a revelation of your heart. When there was something that we wanted from our parents when we were young, we would stop and weigh the days past, and we would consider if we had been a light for them, if we had been an encouragement in their presence, if we had, in fact, been acceptable enough to get what we're looking for. And if we weren't, then we started upping the game to try to make sure that their heart was at peace with us. And we do the same thing with God. We know that we're not right. We know that we're intentionally allowing spirits to to actuate in our life, spirits that have no business in the presence of God. And we'll shut them all down for a minute. We'll get our mind and our thoughts and our activity right because now we're ready to cry out to him for something that we want, that we knew we couldn't get in the state that we were in. As soon as we get what, what we're looking for, we go back to our wayward thinking. (laughs) God is not a fool. He does not judge us by the content of our hand. He judges us by the content of our heart. No matter what you're doing with your hand, if your heart doesn't match it, he's not going to respond. 
This is an hour for us all to go to him as a parent. Father, are you pleased with me? Are, are there any things that you want to deal with in me that I haven't seen? Are there things that I know you want to deal with in me that I'm holding on to with everything I have because I'm not ready to deal with them? The greatest way to have the heart of God revealed to you is in prayer. You must start in prayer by asking him questions, by accepting that you have not come to him as a co-CEO that has the business all figured out. You have not come to him as an individual that doesn't have wayward issues. You have to admit that you have not come to him with the perfection of Christ. The scriptures say, what love and mercy is this the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. It does not yet seem to be so. But when we see him, we will be exactly as he is. But right now, we are as we are. Earthbound. With ability for fleshly activities. Will you present a question before God today? And every time that you set yourself in prayer, will you set a question before him? It's the questions that cause you to know the heart of God. This is Apostle John Morton. I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Apostles Corner podcast. Be sure to visit us on theapostlescorner.com as well as the Apostles Corner YouTube page. You all have an abundantly blessed day, and I pray that the mercies and grace of a God of all creation will rest upon every endeavor of your day.